0: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
2: Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer. I'm delighted to say uh, we have actually got the live stream back up and running, so you do get to see me, you lucky, lucky things. Uh, so yes, we do. You can find our live stream on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter right now. Uh, joining me all this morning to discuss all of the stories, and my God, I need her company for some much-needed sanity this morning. Emma Revel is head of public affairs at the Institute of Economic Affairs. Good morning to you, Emma.
1: Morning, Julia. I
2: have to say, I'm I'm struggling today. I'm I, everyone. I, I everyone I know during lockdown periods and here periods or whatever they are will have days that are easier and days that are harder. Often. People like me, you get up at 4 30. A lot of it's to do with how much sleep you've managed to have. Um, and no one is pretending that um, anyone who is sort of struggling with lockdown rules is in any way having a worse life than a nurse or a doctor working on a COVID ward trying to keep people alive. Not even for a nanosecond would anyone sensible ever suggest that. However, I think, like millions of other people, and I think many listeners right now, um, really struggling with some of the. The madness. The the we've got a, a nasty a nasty virus that is out and about. It is winter. It's now a seasonal endemic virus, as predicted by Sir Patrick Vallance, the chief scientific adviser, uh, way back in March when we still followed the science. Um, and he said this would become a, a seasonal endemic virus. And yes, of course it has. People like me have been pointing out. Yes, we would always have more cases in autumn and in winter. Of course we would. As a result, that virus is with us now. We've got the vaccine. Gives us a lot of hope. However. Some of the the finger pointing, the finger wagging, the 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 anger at other people doing nothing wrong whatsoever, taking a walk, um, people going for a bike ride, stopping to chat outdoors to somebody who they know lives alone, for instance. Um, That I have to say that that is really getting to me because I'm feeling that we are not the country we used to be. And I'm not sure that even a, a, a killer virus should stop us being the country we once were. What do you think?
1: I think I'm like you, you know, you have days when you you just think, how have we got to this point? How have we possibly arrived at a situation where almost everything we used to enjoy is either impossible, illegal or somewhere in the middle? Um, There are very few things that are still allowed to us. And while we are still allowed to go outside for a walk and meet a friend in the outdoors at a, a reasonable distance, Dear god if they take that away from us where the, where do we end up because yeah, I mean, the, it, the, it, the
2: rules are, are less strict than they were last March. But last March, we were all in the grip of a panic and it was going to be for three weeks and it was sunny outside. And, and you know, and, and, and we could sort of see the point of it all because we were, we were making sure the NHS capacity built up. There was there was that community feeling. I mean, God, I was ill anyway, so I couldn't have left the house anyway. I didn't have the energy. But, but you know, I, I, that, it's so different from that now. Now it's sort of, hey, it's for three months. It's probably forever now because apparently we've got a whole group For people in society who've decided that if one person dies of one particular disease, then we all have to shut down our lives. And this isn't, this isn't about being selfish, is it? It's not about, oh, you don't get to go to a restaurant, Emma and Julia, but that's why you're upset. Don't you care about people who are dying? Yes, we do care about people who are dying, but people dying of lots of other things other than COVID. People wanting their, their cancer treatment, people with mental health problems, children needing now, education absolutely vital issue for me as well but also just what makes life worth living and and you know one of the things that makes life worth willing for me see people's faces I, I get the tube home every day and um and i you know have to wear my mask and 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 the people i'd say virtually every single other person i see now is wearing their mask as well and um and, and have been for, for many months um but but being able to just exchange a, a smile with a stranger you know what that is one of the things that makes life worth living and we can't do that anymore
1: the amount of times in the last few months I've found myself trying to re- smile reassuringly at someone in a shop and then realise they can't, they, yeah. they don't know I'm doing that. I'm just yeah. trying to make myself feel better because they can't see me. Um, yes, I think the idea that these restrictions can stay with us, you know, once the vaccine is rolled out to all the vulnerable groups is is simply preposterous. You know, yeah. we are we are legitimately at the end now yep. because this vaccine is with us and we can get it rolled out as fast as, as humanly possible, frankly. Once that is done to a sufficient degree, the restrictions need to start rolling back. We need to stop moving forward with restrictions and start going the other way.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. The government just simply will not commit to that. And that, and that is the serious issue for me. So we're told, I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed. 2.3 million people vaccinated, seven mass vaccination centres uh, up so far. We're going to have uh, 50 vaccination centres, 1,200 local vaccination centres and 206 hospitals handing out, as well as GPs. Uh, we're told all 32 million over over 55 still not on that list uh, to get offered the vaccine dose uh, by spring two million a week by the end of January we are ramping up now I mean 15 million by mid-February so that's all the over 70s the clinically extremely vulnerable that is I think I mean, I've always I've been given a figure of 86% but 88% of, 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 of all deaths so far if you look at the stats I mean once you're over 70 or you're uh, the people who are clinically vulnerable that that is most of the deaths at that point at that point, there needs to be an absolutely 100% week by week clear strategy. And yet we are told constantly, well, it depends on the infection rate. Well, we don't know if people are still going to spread the disease, even if people aren't dying of the disease. So so we're going to lock down the country continually and stop children getting an education because people are getting infected with the disease that doesn't kill them? I mean, what? I mean, that, that, I mean people still talk about, oh, yeah, but people get long COVID. Oh, right. So some people, I mean, again, this is... There is still um, quite a lot of um, evidence to come in about um, the extent of long Covid. That is not a controversial statement to be made. Um, uh, The the, the idea that, again, we lock down society, we limit people's contact, we, we, we stop children getting an education, ruin people's livelihoods because of some people feeling unwell. I mean, that is different territory. It seems to me that there is a zero Covid policy by the medical professionals who have seized control of our country. And I don't remember electing SAGE.
1: I, no, that's very true. And I, I think we do. We do need some some fresh ideas from politicians and a, a bit more of an acceptance that the public won't stand for this. I think. Well, but will they? I mean, that's the thing. There seems to be such support for this. Well, this is very true. Uh, But I mean, what you what people will uh, comply with when you ask them in a poll and what they will comply with in their actual day to day lives. You know, I I think a lot of people are breaking the rules in very small ways. You know, people aren't having enormous house parties or anything like that. But a lot of people are saying, you know what, I'm going to see maybe two people outside instead of one. Yeah small small acts of non-compliance that are frankly necessary to make life bearable. I think that kind of thing will escalate the more the government says, no, no, we're going to keep you trapped in this forever.
2: Uh, uh, and that's, the, there is an element there. And I have to say, for me, being told to wear masks outside, which I feel is coming, I, it's, it's just the next thing on the list of, the, I mean, I'm, and I use the term mask Nazis for a reason. There is a difference between people like me who wear a mask because it's a legal requirement. It's a requirement in my office. Legal, it's, a, it's a cost of doing business right now. At the moment, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't have a choice. Um, I have ordered some masks, pointing out that it is not my choice to be wearing a mask, and I wear I wear it. Uh, you know, it, I object to wearing a mask um, because because I I, I feel like I, I need to make that statement when I'm wearing a mask. I'm not acquiescing with this because the evidence on mask wearing is very very poor, and I I do feel we have lost the science. And again, because I need I need to point out to my regular listeners here, we are being inundated with complaints about it. pretty much everything I say because people want to shut us down and shut down people who are actually questioning and debating these issues and putting all sides um, a, a large Danish study published in a reputable journal uh, it's the largest meta-analysis of all world data on the effect of masks um, uh, has uh, has been um, uh, well, sorry, uh, sorry there is meta-analysis of this which has been done which has not been published in a study a Danish mask study looking at supermarket workers wearing a mask not wearing a mask has found there is no evidence it's safer for the person wearing the mask um, uh, but not necessarily people out, not wearing the mask. However, they saw that, that that's virtually impossible for people to test. But they found no evidence so far. And I know that there is a meta-analysis which um, a very very reputable um, uh, uh, university uh, academic has, uh, has has carried out, which they are seeking to get published. But again, the sh- the shutting down of debate on this, even with medical and, within medical and scientific circles, is so great it's difficult to get these things published. Even though it is, uh, I mean. He's about as reputable as he can be. I think you might know who I mean. This is the thing. It's when a policy seems stupid, and this is where we get into the the, the two women uh, who were fined uh, for walking along with cups of tea in in a beauty spot in Derbyshire. One of them, Jessica Allen, we're going to talk to. I spoke to her yesterday on the phone. We're going to talk to her on the show later. They've now had their fine rescinded. They've had a formal apology from Derbyshire Police. You know, they did nothing wrong. They were told they that they they had a picnic because they had a cup of tea with them, and that they were they had they were not local because they had driven a uh, uh, five miles to go for go for the walk in the beauty spot, even though they drove there deliberately because they wanted to avoid walking on busy streets. Um, When people are shouting at people like that, and when people like that are being fined by the police, and people are even going out to a beauty spot to look for those people, you are in a very, very, very dangerous place in your country. Do you not think, When pe- I mean, when people get upset about, you know, even Boris Johnson cycling seven miles from Downing Street, apparently to Stratford, uh, and then being sur- at Stratford Olympic Park, and then being horrified There were so many people in the park. We're not allowed to go anywhere else. Of course people are in the park, including, by the way, you, Prime Minister. What did you make of that kerfuffle? I mean... I don't really
1: care how Boris Johnson chooses to exercise. I'm going to be completely honest. Mm. What I have an issue with is that he is leading a government and a police force which is criminalising behaviour, frankly identical behaviour, in other people. I'm really glad these fines have been rescinded because they didn't seem to have any... Uh, grounds to issue those fines but it's the hypocrisy of it and the issue is not boris johnson shouldn't have done that it's other people should also be allowed to do that i think going to a park a little bit further away from your house or a beauty spot that you know is going to be quieter than the one you live right next to is just a sensible precaution at this stage it's responsible behavior Well, yeah, quite. You know, people should be incentivised to spread out as much as possible and not to concentrate into very busy places, because that is where we're having the issue.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems to me um, that the biggest cause right now uh, of, uh, of, of Covid spread is people standing in the street talking to TV news crews, complaining about all the other people standing in the street talking to people. I mean, that's the madness that we are in right now. Um, This idea, I mean, the front page of the Metro today, careless talk costs lives. Don't stop for a chat outside. I mean, we've we've had the evidence from the medics and the scientists repeatedly about how outdoor, outdoor contact is uh, is much safer. Whenever I see people chatting to people, you know, outside the supermarket bumping into people in the street, they are staying meters apart. I was on Hampstead Heath on Saturday and Sunday, my nearest uh, uh, you know green area where I live, and um and uh, you saw people stopping to chat because you know, people bump into people they know. We usually bump to people we know, and they are literally standing two meters apart in the open air. People are being. Really, really responsible. We're constantly told everyone's breaking the rules. I I just don't see it. But again, if a lockdown doesn't work, the answer is always the people are to blame for not obeying the lockdown. Otherwise, lockdowns would work even when lockdowns don't work. I mean, we are in a circular state where more and more rules are coming in. It'll be a three metre rule, masks in the street, don't leave your house more than an hour a day territory again now. Unless people say that is crazy and if you can't back it up with the science then we can't be forced to do it and I think that's what people should be saying
0: the breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on talk radio
2: if you liked what you heard please subscribe and give me a good review and don't forget to catch me on the talk radio breakfast show every weekday from 630 until 10 A lot can
1: happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.